river's full of hope. I've got the urge to walk the prairie and chase the antelope. Aspen's gold on snow-capped peaks, the elk call me away. I can't keep my mind on working on this fine September day. I've got Nimrod neurosis, longbows on the brain. I'm Welcome to the Track Quest Podcast. I'm your host, James Orr. We got Bob the Bow Hunter Borland. And today joining us, we've got Brian Burkhart again. <laughs> Super excited to get Brian back on, uh, this time in person. We're uh, out in Michigan, Bering Springs, Michigan, Compton Traditional Rendezvous. Um, super excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you guys out here. It's, it's nice to meet face-to-face, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well. I was uh, in our booth uh, in the big circus tent, and um, Brian snuck in the back door, and I turned around, and there he was, and he had a giant moose rack, yeah, and I looked around, and there was moose racks everywhere. <laughs> our booth's getting crowded out right now by all their moose racks. Yeah, I was like, we had to move the wall out and move our bows so they can pack these big old pieces of bone in. It was super cool to get to see those. So yeah. you're getting uh, measured for the archives? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think the archives is a really neat system, you know. Yeah. It's, it's more about... You know, it's less about the score, and it's more about how the hunt actually happens. So exactly. there's a lot of information that gets shared in the book. So Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really cool system for yeah, sure. Yeah, I've been uh, looking at that book. I'm going to have to take one home for sure. It's <laughs> super, super awesome. It's like yeah. the, the dream record book for me. You yeah. know, it's like actual stick bows, all of it. So pretty cool. Yeah, Brian is a, uh, we, as we titled the last episode, a man made of moose. He's a <laughs> moose hunting fool. Uh, I think he just said he's got 83 days before the next uh, go-around. No, right? 82. Oh, 82 see? days and six hours. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so he's got, he's. Not he, that he's keeping track. Not that right. he's keeping track or nothing. No big deal. No big deal. And, um, yeah, the, the moose, uh, you know, the biggest deer in North America, I mean, is just awesome. But I think today we're looking at to talk about some one of the smaller deers in North America. I don't think it's the smallest, but one of the smallest ones out there. Uh, some Sitka blacktail. Yeah, those are cool deer. Yeah, they're. Uh, I've yet to hunt them. I'm a big, uh, big fan of the Columbia blacktail, and definitely want to get out and hunt some Sitkas there. I think, I think the Sitka is, in my opinion, the most beautiful deer in North America. Just that double throat patch and. It's chocolate antlers and where they live and whatnot. Yeah, no, I know that double throat patch just gets you. And then they've got that real stocky face that's yeah, bulldog. dark. Yeah. yeah, and it's a, you know, to your point, a very pretty deer. Yeah, it's a yeah. very pretty deer. And uh, uh, they live in some neat country too. Neat country yeah. and and some awesome table fare for sure. Oh, it's it's phenomenal meat. And um, you know, I've gone, I've hunted blacktail three times, and I been fortunate to take a deer each time but you know it it is an adventure i mean you're you're hiking up high and the first first year i went there i was with you know tj and dale karch and nathan anderson and, and we had we were on uh, a boat homer ocean charters mm-hmm. and the first day we went out <clears throat> it was 70 mile an hour winds and i'm like i don't even think i can shoot an arrow in this and you're in going wind. you're stay on a bigger boat and then you hop off on a little skiff yeah right? we're on okay. a uh, about a 60 65 foot boat it's really nice i mean it's super conditions but you take a skiff in and hunt all day and then get picked up at night so and that makes it so you don't have to deal with the bears and get to eat big crab legs and halibut at night yeah i mean and yeah that's a that's a really neat deal is when we're out hunting 
you know, Rourke's pulling up uh, crab pots, and then, you know, it's all you can eat when you come yeah, in. And it's, sounds like yeah, it's though. worth the price of entry just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Have all three of your hunts <laughs> been the charter? No, I've done two on the charter and then did a uh, drop camp with uh, Monty Browning, Brian Bowling, and uh, Wade Job. Okay, well, let's get, uh, let's get into the charter hunts yeah. first and kind of give us the logistics of, you know, how that uh, how that works and, you know, maybe share some of the stories along the way. Yeah, uh, basically how it works is we, um, you know, you, you make a, your way to Kodiak. So, again, it's always every step of the process, but you end up in Kodiak. And what I've learned on Kodiak is your chances of getting out on schedule are really slim because of the weather. It always seems to be high winds or, you know, just days you can't fly but uh but basically you wait for a break in the weather and then you uh you fly out and we fly out with uh, andrew Air airways and you fly on floats right to the boat so it's pretty oh, cool really? you're yeah you're just flying out to the boat it uh, just so lands the, in the ocean and lets you off at the boat yeah yeah okay. so we fly right to the boat and you just coast right up to the boat you take your gear from the plane put it on the boat and then you know you're ready to hunt basically yeah, logistically that sounds yeah. great yeah um so what, you know, it sounds like in Alaska, you want to allow yourself some downtime. Like if you want to hunt for seven or eight days, you might want to allot yourself 14, 16 days. I mean, is that fair? I mean, I would say, I would say at least 10, at least, 10. you know, you, you know, buffer. And we, we try to plan it to where there's a buffer on the front end and the back end. And, um, you know, we've had years where we didn't make our flight on the back end, and so you're staying in town, and, you know, we just got weathered in. Yeah. And we actually paid for an additional flight to get back because we were getting stuck out there. But, uh, wow. but yeah, it's a great time, and, and it's always an adventure. Now, are you hunting the the beach, or are you actually going up and, and hiking up in, into the jungle there yeah we're basically going up i mean you you can hunt on the beach but we we basically get off the skiff and then we're climbing okay so you're and not you're not cruising the bays looking for deer you're just using that to get get there and then you're hiking out from there every day yeah and uh rourke will move the boat around you know uh depending on the wind and all that but uh, and we try to hunt different spots so you've got that advantage on the on the boat hunt yeah but we we're going into the beach, getting uh, getting dropped off, and then basically climbing, and then you know you can go in either direction depending on the wind. Okay, nice. and you're going with? Are you breaking? Are you guys going in, climbing up there together and glassing together and taking turns spotting stock? Or are you guys dividing up? Or we basically uh, divide up into pairs. So okay. two guys will go together and you know different directions. And they'll, you know, Rourke will drop them off, you know, in different directions just so we're not all on top of each right. other. But we'll hunt in pairs. But even with that, like uh, Nathan and I were hunting together one day and, you know, he went one way, I went the other way, and then we met back, you know, at night. So it's just whatever you want to do. Um, I know one, I'll tell you one story, uh, Dale uh, Karch and I from Three Rivers were hunting together. And I was hunting high. I climbed up high, and Dale was kind of mid-level on the side of the mountain. And uh, and I got into some deer, and it was really windy. So I actually took advantage of this little cut in the side of the mountain and got right at the head of it. And I had a I had two nice bucks actually come right over the crest, and I shot one at 15 yards, made a nice shot, and I saw it you know tip over, and I 
and it was getting towards the end of the evening, but I went down. I'm trying to find Dale lower on the side of the mountain, and I finally located him, and I finally got his attention. You know, it's one of those where you're pulling me. When I got his attention, I gave the sign of pulling back my bow and then kind of, you know, having the deer the go bedded. down. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and basically – I was waving Dale to come up and help me, and he looked at me, and he's, like, just shaking his head. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if he's coming up or not. you, you got uh, to come up with some kind of trickery like Marv Blinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, to Dale's credit, he came up there and uh, helped me. And so we're, we're processing this deer, and it was, it was uh, just about getting dark. And then all of a sudden, we, we heard two bucks fighting, and... So we look, and Dale's like, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, two bucks are fighting. All of a sudden, here comes a buck running right at Dale. And, and oh. I'm like, Dale's like scrambling to get his bow. <laughs> he gets his bow, and this buck comes up, and uh, and Dale ended up shooting over its back. And it <laughs> and it ran off, and, um, and he missed it again. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. But anyway, uh, the, the bigger buck was following was coming and running in and he ended up shooting that at about 10 yards oh, perfect and so we got the bigger it one it was perfect and <laughs> so i mean he i mean i forget what that what that buck uh i mean it was it was a big black deal wow um four by four or? yeah it was a four by four uh-huh. but it had i mean it had a lot of mass and it actually had a kicker on it and um, okay but just a really co- cool buck and i told dale that's the good deed buck because you came up the mountain and helped me. Yeah. And uh, but the the interesting part of that story is now we've got two bucks and it's starting to get dark and we're like, <laughs> oh man, here we go. So we're taking care of his buck and we got it all butchered up, and uh, we've got them in the packs and the packs are pretty heavy because we yeah. had we had our you know our gear plus our plus, plus two deer plus a, yeah, now a buck a piece yeah. And it uh, at that point it had gotten dark and Rourke uh, had the boat out in the bay. And we could see the light, um, and basically have a radio so I could contact the boat and told them, hey, we've got two bucks down. We're going to be a while getting down the mountain. And so we're working our way down, and, you know, it, it, it was wet. It was, you know, slippery, and I think I probably fell at least 30 times mm. getting down the mountain. And wow. we went right through alders, and they were grabbing your backpack, and, you know, we were just it, – it was not fun, and we were exhausted. <laughs> And we got to the edge, and it looked like it's it's kind of weird because you're you're thinking you're getting close to the boat, and then you go down this valley and you lose sight of the boat, and then you come back up, and it looks like the boat's further away. And it feels like you're not making any progress. Never gonna get there. Yeah, you're never gonna get there. <laughs> and uh, anyway, long story short, Dale said, "Hey, you know, I'm yeah, I'm exhausted, so we're gonna leave one deer here. We'll get one out, and then come back in the morning and get the other one." And we got to the edge, um, so we kind of split things up, worked our way down the mountain, and we got to the edge where we thought we were going to be on the beach, and we were on a cliff. Oh, and uh, cliff one, of the, one of the one of the guys from the boat came in the skiff on the beach. He's like, you've got to go 200 yards to the left. And 200 yards at that point felt like two miles, <laughs> you know. But we got to the boat, and then we had, you know, tons of food and had a great time. But And then the next morning... Dale and I went up and got his buck, and we took the worst possible route the night before going down. <laughs> yeah, of you, know, you see of it in course, the yeah, in the daytime; it would have been an easy hike down. But 
But, you know, we're going through alders, and you're seeing, you know, bear trails and all that, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm going to walk and bait meat on your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, are you hunting the end of October being in November time zone? Yeah, we were in the uh, first week of Oct- or, uh, November, actually. First week of November. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah. three hunts were yeah. you targeting that zone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's a good period of time, you know, f- yeah. from a rut standpoint. Yeah, pre-rut, the bucks are, yeah, it's chasing. Kind of, yeah, they're chasing and mm-hmm. a lot of activity, so awesome. had a good time. Awesome. So the the two uh, charter hunts, were is it the same group of guys on? Let's see. Um, a subset of the same group of guys, but um, let's see. I don't think Nathan was on the second hunt. Um, Kevin Barr um, was on the hunt, okay. the, the last one. And, um, you know, we just have a, you know, Dale was on, TJ was on again. We had uh, Johnny Kirch was on as well okay. um, from Three Rivers. So, you know, just a great group of guys, awesome. and everybody has a good time, and everybody oh, gets along. So like it's just, nice. it's just, I mean, I would say it's a, it's a great way not to have to worry about bears, but still when you're hunting, you're having, you know, a yeah. really good adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you seeing very many uh, four by four bucks? I've heard that that's kind of a, a rarity in the sick of black tail. Or is that well? Actually, the last few years have been pretty mild from a winter standpoint. Uh, the northern portion of the island in the last year got hit pretty hard, and so they yeah, had some that. winter kill. But uh, we were hunting on the southern end, and we're still seeing you know quite a few bu- uh, nice bucks. Nice yeah. bucks. So. Yeah. The, let's see, I'm trying to think of the year, two years ago when we went, we were seeing all kinds of big bucks. The, uh, last year when I went, we were seeing, you know, fewer, bigger bucks. So I think they're, we weren't finding bodies around, but, um, you know, just weren't seeing the yeah. number of bigger bucks we did in the yeah. prior years. Heard those winners up there can just wipe them out. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wild country. So um, doing the the third hunt, you did the float plane um, baby type hunt? That, uh, actually, the second hunt, I did the uh, drop camp. Okay. And the, yeah. And uh, that one, we we flew again uh, on a float plane right on a lake. And then we just went on the beach and pitched. Uh, I pitched my teepee. And uh, Monty pitched his tent. Wade had a, a separate tent. And Brian Bowling stayed in my teepee. But one funny story there, the, uh, again, the weather, it was, you know, a lot of rain. It was really wet. Monty said, this is the wettest place I've ever hunted. You know, and he's been (laughs) to a lot of places. But the the first night, we were all camped next to the beach, and um, Monty and Wade were a little lower. And we were, you know, we had some scrub brush around. Well, that night, it rained all night. And Monty got up in the morning, put his arm out of his tent, and it was up to his elbow, and he was on a big like uh, like a big raft was in his tent. And if he wouldn't have been on that raft, everything would have been soaked. Oh. So he got lucky. And then he moved to higher ground. But uh, yeah, it was wet. And then you, uh, we could actually hear bear. There were bear tracks on the beach, and which the beach was only about uh, twenty yards away. And there were bear tracks every night. You know, and we could hear bear walking in the water. You know, in the did brush. Did you guys right do one camp. of those a little electric fence thing? I did. I uh, I've got an electric fence, and we did put that up. Normally, I don't use it for moose hunting, but I did use it on Kodiak. Kodiak. Yeah. And um, you know, just it's more probably more psychological, but 
you know, TJ and I have bumped into some big bears up on Kodiak. And, uh, oh, we'd love to yeah, tell, no. some, tell some bear stories, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, TJ and I were hunting together um, on Kodiak, and, and we got dropped off at this place that was known to uh, be bear hunted quite a bit. So there were, you know, there's salmon streams running through it and all that. So we knew bear were around. And, again, I ended up climbing higher. TJ was was lower. And all of a sudden, I'm looking. Well, right on, right as we got there, we saw a big uh, boar uh, top over the the side of the mountain. But he was going the other way. So TJ and I split up. He was going lower. I was going higher. And all of a sudden, I'm looking. I see TJ standing there, and I'm I see this big brown bear just raise up, you know, like this on, you know, stand up. And I'm watching TJ, and I'm watching this bear, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see something I don't want to see here. <laughs> I want and, to watch my uh, buddy get eaten here. This might not be cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, here we go. So anyway, the bear ended up running off in the in the other direction, and nobody was hurt. But I went down and met with TJ, and he's like, there's a lot of bears around here. <laughs> and so we, we continued to hunt this one little lower spot, and um, there were quite a few deer in there. But TJ ended up bumping into a, a brown bear at about, I, I think he said about 25 yards. And then uh, we hooked up again, and he's like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> so yeah, let's go to a different spot. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of bears, but it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I, you, I like hunting around bears. Yeah, actually. yeah. I think it sounds like it really adds to the adventure for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know uh, we've done a uh, podcast with Penniger. Yeah, uh, talking sick yeah, of Blacktail. Yeah, Mark. And I know you guys had uh, an, an encounter. Um, I think it was at the airport, wasn't it? Well. I uh, actually, what happened there is we were, um, again, I always have an issue, uh, but we flew into Kodiak, and my luggage didn't make it. Oh, so, perfect. So I'm like, I don't have any gear, you know, and we're flying out the next day. So I'm like, well, I'm stuck. Well, Mark was just coming in from one of his hunts, and, you know, tell you the kind of guy Mark is, he basically said, take all my gear. I mean, my bow. You know, his bow, his arrows, his clothes. I mean, fortunately, we're pretty close to the same size. The only thing is uh, his boots were too small. So then I had to borrow another pair of boots from another guy that was up there. And so I'm scrounging gear just to, just to make it out in the bush the next day. But, yeah, I mean, Mark's That's a great awesome. guy and just yeah. very generous and just said, take my stuff, go hunt, you know. And that, that really speaks to the traditional community. Yeah. And did you know Mark uh, before? No, I mean, I knew I'd... I'd Heard of Mark, and I kind of knew he, who he was from, like, PBS and that. Right. But um, but I'd never hunted with him before in that, and we were just acquaintances. Yeah. You know, not really, you know, what you'd consider hunting partners or friends. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, to your point, it's just how the community is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, definitely take take everything off my back and use it. That's yeah, awesome. and he had some great stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, he said he said I'm he like, man, I could use some of this. I upgraded. Yeah. This yeah. is nice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Delta or yeah. Alaska, whoever lost my luggage. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened is uh, we, we were weathered in, so we weren't able to get out. And then my luggage showed up on the next plane. Nice. And so I didn't. Ended I ended up not there. having to use Mark's gear. But uh, but yeah, I was looking at his bow and I was looking at his arrows and I'm like, hmm, I might take these. Yeah, this might work. This might work. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's awesome. Um, and he's he's done a ton of Kodiak hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah he's super into it. Yeah. yeah. He, we he, just actually a uh, little side story. We. Uh, DJ Zor, uh, he listens to our podcast, younger guy on here, and he's. I ended up talking to him. He lives down in Arizona, kind of where I got that elk tag. But uh, he said he listened to Penniger's podcast, and he 
he called that guy and he's applying up there next year. Oh, is he? <laughs> so, yep, gave him the fever yeah. for the goat hunt. He's applying for that goat hunt. That yeah, goat that's hunt. cool. Yeah, 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 he's already already on it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like a, that sounds like a really good adventure up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, why don't you maybe share a few more of those? What about, what about the uh, what about the tactics? Like, are you guys just spotting stalking? I know they're rutting up there. Do you guys rattle at all? We see the guys that wear the ear, the hats and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty basic, um, <laughs> and so you know a lot of guys will do the distress calls, and I think Mark does that oh, okay. and calls them in. You know, but I'm like, man, there's some a lot of pretty bears. big brown That's bear up there. Like so. a good idea. <laughs> but uh, for me, it's more spot and stalk, you know. Yeah. And what I found, what's kind of worked for me, is getting elevation and you know getting up high, and then glassing, and then spotting one, and then kind of making the move. So. Yeah. It's similar uh, from how I like to moose hunt, where I like to get a, a real high vantage point, yeah. do some glassing, see what the animals are doing, and then make a move. Yeah. So for me, it's primarily been spot and stalk, but okay. starting out high and then and then uh, going from there. Yeah. So, so how many deer are you basically, you know, glassing up, and what's the buck-to-doe ratio on, on your observation on some of these hunts? It's just uh, varied by year. Like last year, we were seeing a lot more does, and uh, I ended up shooting. It was right towards the end of the hunt, and I had seen some really nice bucks and had one actually bat about 35 yards away. That was an absolute monster, and it was with another buck, actually. And it was kind of weird. I think we were just a little early, like the the rut was running a little later because the bucks were still hanging together, but had two bucks bed right in front of me. I was hunting with uh, Johnny Karch at the time, and they bed, and we were just kind of waiting them out, and then they went in the other direction and never got them. But, uh, but right towards the end of the hunt, um, I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for anything today, buck, doe. I, I want some blacktail meat, you know. And uh, I went out in the morning, and I was hunting with Kevin Barr that last morning, and I said, Kevin, why don't you wait here? I'm gonna work around this big bull. And I said, give me about 15 minutes, and then we'll kind of skirt the edges. And we were seeing bucks on the on the other edge and, and different deer. And I got up there and um, make my way around, and then I saw this doe, what I thought was a doe at the time, feeding. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to make a stalk. And I, I made a stalk in, and, you know, just really that classic, just, you know, this thing's not seeing me, and I'm getting closer, and something may happen here. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I got about a 20-yard shot. It started quartering away and made a great shot and watched it run off and, and uh, flip over. And Kevin hadn't even started hunting yet. <laughs> he was still waiting. <laughs> and he popped over, and I gave him the signal that I had one down. And it ended up being a, a low button buck. I thought it was dough, but it was a low button buck, but uh, really good eating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Delicious. Uh, how many tags do you generally have in your pocket on these hunts? I normally have two. Okay. Yeah. And, and so we're going for like a six-day hunt, okay. and um, you know, and primarily I've been holding out for bucks, but uh, you know, I love the meat, so I was, <laughs> it was last day. Getting hungry and, toward the end. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always say there's nothing better than black tail backstrap. Oh, I, they're phenomenal. Yeah. And one one day, uh, Johnny, Kevin, and I went out together. So three guys. It's kind of unusual, but we hunting this one area, and we would split up and. Um, we we were hunting back towards the beach and because uh, it was getting later and johnny said hey do you think there's any bears still around kev's like no oh, no they're all hibernated by now and 
20 minutes later, we see this big bear, and Johnny's like, bear, bear. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you one story. Johnny Johnny was, it was his first time up there, actually his first time in Alaska, and it was pretty cool because we were hunting together, and then we split up, and then somehow I uh, I ended up working my way back towards his area, and I saw him scrunched down in these alders looking the other way, and I'm I just like, oh, I can't help myself here. <laughs> So I I snuck up on Johnny, and he's he's I mean he's concealed pretty well, and it was windy enough where he can't hear me, and I've I'm as close you know as I am to you guys right now, you know three yards away, and all of a sudden I just went, <laughs> and he came unglued. I mean, if I would have had a GoPro on to see you know his face, he's like I'm gonna kill you, Burkhart. <laughs> But, uh, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that. But uh, uh, I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. But we had a good time. Good fun, man. Good fun. I've uh, I've done that before. One time I was in uh, northwest Montana, and we were hiking back to the truck. It had been like eight days of just pouring rain, just miserable, just basically walking around the woods, bugling at nothing, it felt like. And and we get back up, and the, the locals up there, a lot of them just drive the roads, and bu- road bugle, we call it, and and this old timer, he gets, it's real brushy, you know, and, he, and we're going up this little ridge to cut back because we know there's a road on top of this mountain. We still got to go like five miles back to our truck this way. But we go up to hit this road. Right before we get to the road, we're like maybe 100 yards in the road, 80 yards in the road. And we hear this little truck pull up, hits the corner, and we hear the door open. And we can kind of see through the brush. It's pretty brushy, but we see the guy gets back and he walks like 30 yards behind his truck or 40 <laughs> yards and he stops for a minute. And he bugles. And I told my buddy, I said, Miller, watch this, dude. And, <laughs> and I let out the meanest, growliest freaking bugle ever. And that guy just about flipped over backwards. And he ran back to his truck. And he got his bow out. And he ran over to the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, shit, that might have been a good idea. I'm going to get shot when we come up the hill. And we came up the hill. And that guy just, oh, God. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't think it was that funny. But he did give us a ride back to our truck which yeah, was like five miles it's away. worth it then. yeah <laughs> it was classic i'll never forget that now i've been up in alaska you know moose hunting with monty and all of a sudden i've got arrows whizzing by me you know i'm like monty what are you doing he's like having fun <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's yeah. good to have it's good to have the shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. shenanigans on yeah. camp for sure so if uh if you had to choose Besides the luxuries, just the hunt, like which one do you, you think the boat's a better way to go or the drop the drop camp up on the lakes? Well, they're just different. Just I different. Mean, yeah, yeah, it really depends, you know, what you want. I mean, I like variety. So, yeah. to me, I yeah. like mixing it up, you yeah. know. Um, I'm going to be up there with Rourke actually, um, actually leaving this Friday. Nice. And I'm going to take the family up to Alaska. Oh, We're going to yeah. do some sightseeing, Denali and Homer and Seward. And then going to meet a buddy, uh, Ben Penny. He's a dentist in uh, Juneau. Going to okay. hook up with him. Kevin Barr and I are going to meet up with him for a week. Nice. And then uh, and then we're flying to Homer to meet up with uh, Homer Ocean Charters in Rourke Brown. Cool. And uh, go do go some do fishing and, and maybe do some uh, black bear hunting. So, yeah. But, Man, so. but, yeah, they're just different. I mean, I like the... You know, the drop camp reminds me of my moose hunting, yeah. you know, adventures. So, yeah. I, and I love that. I mean, yeah. I just can't get enough of that. And uh, but the boat, the luxuries of the boat, and the really nice thing about the boat with how wet Kodiak is, is you hang your gear in hang the engine gear, room at yeah. night, and everything's warm and. 
dry yeah. in the morning. And, uh, and, and the food's phenomenal. And it gets dark. People forget. I don't. I don't know about Cody. I know on our late season hunts, it gets dark pretty early. So, I don't. Is it? What's yeah, I'm trying to think of the time. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It. It doesn't seem like it's that early. Yeah. Um, but it's earlier nice than to, here. It, it's nice sometimes to come back and have a good group of guys to hang out. You know, I know our late season hunts. We've been we did that white tail hunt last year with all the guys, Clay Hayes and all those guys. And man, it's dark at like five. You know, so you got hours to just hang out, do the same thing, tell, tell, tell lies, and have a good yeah. time. So <laughs> that boat thing. I, I know uh, Andy, our buddy. Ponce, he's uh, he's going up there this year with a group of guys. Oh, he is. Okay, cool. They invited me to go up there, and I, was, I just couldn't swing <laughs> it. I got, thank God, I didn't. My wife, I'd be divorced again. <laughs> All these elk tags. I just don't so. have enough vacation. Time, I know. You know? <laughs> That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm spending I think five and a half weeks this year in Alaska, and I just I need more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. That's always what you need more time. Uh, you say Monty Browning's gone with you on the blacktail hunts? He went on the uh, drop camp. On the drop camp. So, yeah, yeah, the year we did that, he went. And uh, that was his first time hunting in, uh, on Kodiak in for blacktail. And uh, he, shot a, he shot a really nice buck, I think maybe the fourth day. And uh, anyway, he shot it with a, um, you know, with a stone point. And oh. yeah it was just really cool he made a great shot and i wasn't with him when he shot it but he was telling the story when he came back in and i'm like monty you got to be careful you can't hunt with stone points on kodiak and he's like you're kidding me and i'm like yeah i'm kidding you so he's like don't, he's like don't do that to me <laughs> but uh, yeah again about you know having yeah, fun oh and yeah having fun yeah. with hunting buddies is but, he still yeah. shooting real heavy bows oh yeah. yeah i mean he's he's dropped down in poundage i mean he's not doing the you know the 90 pound anymore but he's still shooting you know heavy bows so yeah. and heavy arrows. heavy arrows yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thousand grain arrows or something yeah, yeah. i'll never yeah. forget that how long ago did he kill that brown bear up there that it's a world record still isn't it or uh, it was for a while it was for a while it yeah. was tied with uh, another be, guy but um when i was a, I yeah. mean it had to be 15 years ago or better right i mean it was a while ago yeah i can't remember the year uh, to be honest with you um you ought to if you haven't got his book you ought to get I know, his book i need to get and, that uh, i need to get that order yeah. it can we order it yeah you can order it just um, does he have a website i or? think if you if you google in monty browning book you'll okay. go right to the All website right. yeah and uh what's the book called do you know what the book's called wasn't it like uh bow hunting uh, life or? passion of uh let's see yeah come on this is uh, sales pitch for yeah. your boy here yeah, i don't know i'm i'm uh <laughs> letting down remember. here yeah, yeah 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 so go to montybrowning.com or something and find it but yeah, yeah. You're, we're gonna have to get him on for sure oh yeah he, yeah he's so he's, he's a great guy i mean yeah. the best storyteller i know and <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's one of the nice things of being in camp with him and hearing some of the stories. And it's just, you know, you you sit there and you're pinching yourself, saying, "Man, I'm I'm hearing some phenomenal stories yeah. here, and you know, pretty priceless moments and yeah. special times in the woods." Yeah. yeah. Plus, he bring he packs salad into the backcountry. Yeah. My kind of <laughs> he, guy. He packs a lot of things into the backcountry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he loves to cook, as I mentioned on the other bre- uh, podcast. And yeah, uh, yeah, he he just enjoy thoroughly enjoys every you know facet of the hunt. That's awesome. So, are you are you getting out and doing any you know whitetails and stuff like that around here? Are you pretty much um, you know just saving up your vacation and time to go on these moose hunts in Alaska and blacktail hunts? Black yeah, it's hunts. primarily been uh, hunting Alaska is where my vacation time goes. Now I do uh, lease some property for whitetails in southeast Ohio. 
but I'm a weekend warrior. And, I, you know, I've been going down there since 2001, and I go down every weekend. So it's a uh, six-hour drive, wow. you know, each way, and you're you're going for three sits. So I can't tell you the number of miles <laughs> I put on vehicles. And wow. uh, But, yeah, I go from, you know, right after coming back from moose hunting, so end of September, you know, and their season actually goes into, uh, you know, towards the end of January, 1st of February. And uh, I'm I'm pretty much kind of you know feel like I've gone through the rut you know after yeah. after uh, January so but, running uh, ragged yeah every yeah. so you drive down there on a Friday night or you do Saturday morning Friday, Friday night, night I leave uh, I leave work try to get out a little early and then make the six hour drive down I've got a buddy that uh, I met in 2001 in the Northwest Territories and I stay at his place most of the time nice. and so he's you know him and his wife Marilyn have been extremely generous to me and. They say, "Hey, go up to your room," you know. <laughs> so, and uh, you go to Saturday, Saturday morning, night, so Saturday morning, Sunday night, morning, Sunday morning, and then head back. So three That's sets, doing but, it, yeah. That's awesome. But uh, you know, I just I love being out there, and you know, it is a lot of uh, commitment, but you know, it's a passion, so it's, it it's not a burden. Yeah, that's why we're all here, man. Yeah, it seems like everybody here. It's just as passionate about it as us, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's not many places, I think, in the world you could go and have this many but real bow hunters, man. It is yeah. impressive. It is impressive. It is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm glad sure. you guys are out here to oh, a- actually witness it. And, yeah. You know, it's just... I just uh, helped out th- with a kid's shoot, and, you know, I love that, where oh, you're right. seeing all these kids just having fun shooting bows. Yeah. You know, and, and it uh, was a big t- turnout. I went over there and peeked yeah. at it. And it, was, it looked like the Orange Army. They got these kids all in these bright orange Compton shirts, and they are lined up. And uh, yeah, it, it's so awesome. Yeah, and you've, you've got different events for the kids where some are, you know, they rotate through doing some blood trailing, then they do aerial aerial targets, and then they do the 3D shoot. And so, you know, they mix it up a bit, and so it's fun for the mix kids. Mix in a little bit of woodsmanship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. super important. And then they come back, and, you know, there's the, do- the vendors have donated things and so everybody gets to draw a prize and uh you know the last the last person that gets a prize uh dave and tracy Pulowski from st joe river bows donate a a bow so so yeah it's kind of like the grand prize so uh, and they've done it for a number of years so and now when you go out on the range you see a bunch of st joe river bows (laughs) out there but but, yeah uh, that's great it's it's a great community you know everyone just wants to have fun and promote traditional archery and i've heard this is a pretty big turnout yeah yeah i think uh, i don't know how many people are here um have to talk to one of the board members but yeah it's a nice crowd and a lot of campers too Yeah, a lot of campers the the campsite looks pretty deep we walked around we're meeting and socializing with people and it's so hard i just i feel like i can't spread myself out enough like i want to talk to that guy i want to talk to this guy oh that guy just went by i want to talk to that guy see my strategy is a little different mine's like okay who shot a moose this year who shot a black <laughs> tail because i'm going to find food yeah <laughs> just go yeah. over to the different camps i yeah. know we heard one guy invited us back to his camp and they had access deer oh wow and from hawaii or i don't know they had access yeah, deer Molokai probably and uh, so, so I didn't other. get invited to this. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, Everybody <laughs> always invites James. No, <laughs> it was Andy. Actually. Feeling left out, huh? Andy had, had a text, and he's like, hey, we just got invited to go back to this camp, and they had access deer and salmon and something else and something else. And nice. I was like, we need to go there. And then we got to shooting and, you know, went from one camp. We, were we didn't eat dinner at 11 camp. o'clock last night. Yeah. Wow. You guys have been busy. How many guys are here from Oregon this year? Uh, Six? We, 
Yeah, we got Jerry Gowns came. Yeah. yeah. And then our little clan, we got me, James, Andy, Carson, Brown, and uh, Andy's little guy. Yep. Owen. Cool. Six. That's really yeah. neat. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And, and then there's uh, DJ. We met DJ here. He's from Arizona. He oh, came okay. up here. Wow. Yeah, and, and so, they, yeah. Uh, the Compton's guys were calling us Organist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I've, I was pretty proud. I looked at the map, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put my little pin on there. Yeah. Uh, Oregon Coast, edge of the world. I, I got to be the furthest one traveled. <laughs> and I found out, not even close, there's some guys from Switzerland here. Oh, really? Like cool. Germany or something. Some guys from Europe are here. And yeah. I'm like, well, I guess uh, <laughs> those guys get yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool to have so you guys cool. here. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we can dive back into maybe a few more blacktail stories. <laughs> <laughs> James yeah, can't trying, get enough. I'm trying to think. I'm a blacktail nut. I mean, I just can't get enough of them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another good one. Um, well, the the you know when we did the drop camp, so Monty had shot one. I think it was I think it was day four, and then. We were getting towards the end, end of the hunt again, and we were seeing some nice bucks, but again, the weather's, it's windy, and just things weren't coming together for me. And the, uh, I think it was second to the last morning, I went out, and I was just basically, you know, going above the alders, and then I was going to climb high. And as I was going above the alders, all of a sudden I heard a deer grunt, and it was actually behind me. And I, I looked behind me, and all of a sudden, it was, it was basically coming in my direction. So I got behind the alders, and the thing just kept walking, and it was grunting. So it was just like a locator grunt. And it was just walking and, and got 15 yards away. And, I mean, I mean it was broadside, <laughs> and I shot, and I'm like, I'm right by camp, and I've got a buck down, and second to the last day. And it was, you know, it's kind of like, man. It's, he snuck you know, up on you. Yeah, it, you know, you work so hard, and then all of a sudden it just comes together, and that's how it happened, you know, yeah, for that hunt. That's bow hunting. Do these deer seem like um, like they're not being hunted very often, or, I mean, what what's the behavior like? Yeah, I would say, you know, compared to a whitetail, they're not a whitetail in terms of, you know, they don't see nearly the human activity <laughs> that whitetails do, and... They just seem to be comfortable in their own skin, you know, and they're just basically yeah. around. So um, they are they are definitely made for bow hunting and specifically uh, trad bows. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, I was up there last year and, you know, it was the last day and I'm, you know, basically trying to get a doe or a buck. And, <laughs> you know, so you just never yeah, know. I mean, you're hunting. And, yeah. uh you know, when we did the drop camp, Monty and I both got bucks. The other guys didn't. You know, so it just it's not it's not a chip shot by any means. But um, but in terms of they're you know they're not as jittery or spooky as what a, a whitetail would be or yeah almost kind of curious. It sounds like yeah yeah they are very curious. And I think you know uh, you you mentioned the guys that will use the hats with the ears and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are curious. So. Um, Brian Bowling was using that, and he had success with, you know, deer coming in. So, yeah. and then others will use the uh, distress calls and, and bring uh, blacktails in. So, t- variety of tactics can work. I, I kind of like the classic just spot and stalk. Right. And are, they're not really bedded, though, because they're rutting, right? So they're Yeah, you. I mean, they'll bed, but then they're kind of moving around all day. So, right. what's nice is you, you hunt all day. Right. And so, for the guys that 
didn't listen to the first one with you, we know you are a man of many bows. <laughs> yes. Um, so do you have a different bow and arrow selection that uh, you take blacktail hunting versus going after the moose? You know, uh, Kodiak's pretty rugged. So, again, I tend to lean towards longbow for, uh, for Kodiak. And so I've typically used the same setup as I've used for moose hunting. Okay. Yeah. And uh, take down longbows. Take down longbows. To, to you know, be able yeah. to put your, the bow in your pack and whatnot. Yeah. And this year I'm going to hunt with uh, Brian Wessel's uh, tall tine stick blingers. Okay. So I've been, you know, basically made a decision I'm going to hunt with that bow this year. So I've been shooting that every night. And uh, I talked you know. to Brian, um, oh, I don't know, it was maybe three or four weeks ago. We need to get back to him and get him on. He seems like a super good dude. He, he is. Uh, he's a great guy and just shot a really big bear too. Did he? In Manitoba, yeah. So oh, okay. Chat Sorry. about that. Yeah. That's something to talk about. Yeah, we've yeah. held, I have I just actually was holding one of his bows a few hours ago, and it's like, man. I've seen several. So many nice here. bows yeah. at this place. Yeah. This yeah. Like, I know. This is bow city. I know. That's why I have so many. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you just go around, and you're like, man, oh, man, how can I not buy that bow? <laughs> I, you know? I, I got a new bow ooh, 10 days ago. I, yeah. I got What'd a, you get? I got a uh, Montana Bose Dan Tolke. Oh, cool. He's got a new model, the Whistler. Uh-huh. And it's basically like... Uh, he crossed the whip with the pica. Oh, okay. Um, it's I usually shoot a 64-inch longbow. This thing is 58 inches long. Wow. And uh, I draw 29 and a half, 30, and it, it is just smooth. I can't believe that I can be shooting a bow that it looks like a little kid bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and That's short a, for a longbow, but yeah. it's smooth. And Super yeah. smooth. He's like the mad scientist. The How long he, are the stick, what you, the Wessel bows, uh, the long bows? Let's see, 60, 62 inches. 62, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty, sh- that's yeah. pretty yeah. short, too. It's a takedown. It's got the mic His car. is a three-piece. Three-piece. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so uh, Steve Trey's The Northern Mist is a two-piece, and then the Caribou from Abe Penner out of Canada is a two-piece. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's your, um, I know we went over this before, but what's the uh, arrow and broadhead uh, of choice right now? I've been shooting uh, Sherwood shafts uh, oh. for a number of years, and then the uh, 145 grain uh, Eclipse broadheads, okay. yeah, okay. two-blade. Does it, do they make a 125 grain Eclipse, or is that the... Lightest one. Yeah, they, they do. No, they, they do. make a okay. 125 as well. Might try those out. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely good dudes. We need to yeah. we need to get a hold of him. Yep. 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 Awesome. Um, what about uh, other gear that you feel is essential for for Kodiak? Good ring gear. Good <laughs> ring gear. Two sets. Yeah. No, I just take one. I use uh, Kuyu. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have that range. So yeah. It's a good I, one. I really. I mean, it's lightweight yeah. and it's uh, tough though. Yeah, it's it not is. Overly light. It's not overly thin or anything. No, and what I found is when it rains, it gets you know softer and yeah. more you quieter. know the stretch in, yeah, and, and it gets the quieter. Quietness. Yeah. yeah. At first, I thought, oh, this thing too, makes too much noise, and I tear up rain gear. You know, hunting, yeah. hunting the coast, and uh, it just doesn't seem to uh it's just really durable yeah yeah so that's what i've used and i've really had uh no no issues with it and i put it to the test yeah. i mean on kodiak you put things to the test so i've been impressed is it so wet up there that you're unable to uh make fire when we were doing the drop camp you know i uh took my stove and i didn't know if we were going to find enough wood to actually you know make a fire but we found enough like you know basically washed up beech wood and we would, uh, you know, just cut it down a little and bit put it in the stove. To be able to dry out your yeah. stuff a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. seems like that would be 
the life very saver. important yeah like yeah. if you're just being wet nonstop would get but i would say um with that area being so wet when we we're doing the drop camp you know you you should have like a luxury light cot or something that can get you off get the ground because it yeah it is wet it never dried out you yeah. know when we're moose hunting in alaska i mean when i take the teepee down you could see the big dry you know circle you know right. where everything's dried out and in, in, on kodiak that doesn't happen <laughs> is it is it boggy up there it yeah it is in certain areas yeah, you yeah. Know, there's just a lot of water everywhere and on that hunt, is it is it freeze dried, or do you guys have enough weight to be able to bring in, uh, you know, freeze dried for the drop? Yeah. The yeah. boat's a whole nother story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're on the drop, are you thinking about those crab legs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is true. I mean, I remember when we were <laughs> eating Mountain House, and I'm like, man, I'd kill for crab legs right now. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, calling a boat. Yeah. So do you, do you do you plan to uh, to go do these hunts again? Oh yeah. The Blacktails? Yeah. And what's the next one? Are you going charter? Or are you going drop? I, you know, I don't know yet. Um, you know, talking to some guys right now to say let's get another group together. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going with uh, going on the boat. You know, in a so, couple of weeks here. So it's almost like <laughs> you trade crab legs and uh, peace of mind from bears. <laughs> for crab legs and long hikes in the morning yeah 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 but you know it depends who you go with too like if i go with monty chances are it's going to be a drop camp because he likes something to kill him you know so you know he likes that threat of death so he he likes being you know being out there and dealing with the bears and all that yeah i don't know if you had a chance to listen to penninger's podcast on uh sick of blacktail but yeah i did they were they were hot and heavy into the bears. Those bears yeah. were chasing them around the island. Yeah, it sounded terrible. I haven't had that experience yet uh, on the island. I have moose hunting, but not on not on Kodiak. Yeah. But you know, I've seen plenty. You know, I've seen plenty of big bear every time I've gone, and you know, just respect those animals. I mean, they're big. Yeah. Have you considered hunting them elsewhere or? Uh, was Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales. Yeah. And then it wasn't a, a fog neck. Is that? Yeah, there's a couple other islands out there. Raspberries and. Yeah, no, I've, uh, you know, Prince of Wales, um, actually my pilot in Alaska, he hunts uh, blacktail there. Mm-hmm. So I've thought of that, but I kind of, you know, I, I, I love Kodiak. I mean, there's something raw yeah, open, about Kodiak. More open, you yeah. get that spot in stock. Yeah. I have heard that the Prince of Wales has some, some bigger bucks. Okay. Um, but you, I, don't, I think you have some high country meadows, but you don't have that big open ground open, yeah. yeah yeah i like the open ground i mean i think towards the northern end of the island it's more you know you know it's it's a little tighter in terms of brush and all that but i like the southern end, end of the island okay and um it seems like i, w- I would imagine uh, organizations like uh, compton's is uh you know where you've probably made these connections with uh these guys that you're hunting with yeah i would say a combination between uh compton and pbs and you know i remember the first time i went to uh, pbs banquet i walked in the room and i'm like because i was a member i joined in 93 uh as a member of pbs and it was at a michigan longbow shoot and it was jerry pierce and john rook who were working the pbs booth and i walked by and and uh Jerry Pierce said, yeah, I was looking at one of the magazines and he said, are you a serious bow hunter? And I'm like, well, that's kind of like a challenge, you know, I'm like, well, I'd like to think I am. And he's like, then you need to belong to PBS. And so I signed up and, 
And but I really didn't uh, I didn't go to the banquet, you know. So I was getting the magazine and reading some cool stories. But then in uh, there was a banquet in 2000 in St. Louis, and I went to that banquet. And I'm like, where has this group been my whole life? <laughs> and so, long story short, I hooked up with uh, Larry Fisher at the time. Yep. T.J. Conrad's was, you know, that we were all yeah. going on a caribou hunt at McKay Lake. And so I, I walked in, you know, didn't know, you know, I knew who the guys were, but didn't know them personally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're going on a hunt together. And T.J. ended up getting some bug in Africa, so he wasn't able to make the hunt. But, you know, just met lo- lifelong friends, you know through through the hunt so you, you know you go to a compton event and you basically tell hunting stories and and all of a sudden you're going next on another hunt because you know yeah, yeah you're talking guys to guys like, hey you want to go to this like, we, sure. ought to, we ought to do this hunting like i'm in yeah. Yeah. and all of a sudden you're going on a hunt yeah. so <laughs> i love awesome. the network of the organizations and the people you meet and the you know and the experiences other hunters have and you know you can leverage off each other and really have a great time so uh, Bob met a uh, guy um, while he was hunting whitetails. Uh, AJ, is that his yeah. name? Uh, yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, was he saying that caribou were built for bow hunting also? EJ, yeah. Oh, yeah. EJ, EJ yeah. 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 Yeah, EJ Hyatt. He's an Alaskan guy. He's been around a long time. Have you guys caribou hunted? No. no oh, yeah. I mean, I you know, definitely need to do it. How many times have you been? Well, I went, uh, I you know, here with me, I go on a caribou hunt in 2001, and all of a sudden I'm going the next three years, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, man, this is so cool. Yeah, I've got to keep going. Um, so I've gone four different times. Four different yeah. times. Are yeah. you doing, are you going in October or? Well, we were going in September. Okay. And um, now McKay Lake up there, the change with the caribou herd, you can't even hunt them. Okay. Now. Yeah. So the barren ground up there. Okay. So I took two barren ground, and then I took a I took a uh, caribou in Alaska. Actually, I was moose hunting and shot a caribou on the first day, and fortunately had a you know had a moose tag and a caribou tag. But yeah. um, they are cool animals to uh, to hunt. And typically, where we moose hunt, you don't have caribou. Caribou move through first, and then and basically you're focused on moose. But that year, that was 2009, and we just had just herds running through the valley of wow. caribou. It was amazing. Yeah. Hun- hundreds yeah. of them oh yeah there were hundreds yeah. hundreds of i mean you don't yeah. you didn't even count because you're yeah. just seeing caribou coming over the hill and coming through the valley and just moving and are they in the velvet at that point or well you'll see some that are basically stripping it off but because they're rutting in september um yeah towards the end towards the end yeah. so i heard once that happens the meat can be pretty pretty hard to eat i've never had bad caribou okay so <laughs> no yeah no. see and then you talk yeah. to guys like that that say that yeah. so i don't know yeah yeah no i've never had bad caribou so um are the, are they is is it something because there's so many of them you just kind of try to cut them off it, you, you can't chase them i mean they're just moving so you can't chase them so um in the valley, like in the Northwest Territories, when we're up there, I mean, you basically have to try to find a herd and get in front of them and try to cut them off. Because if you chase them, you just can't keep up with them. And um, where I moose hunt, where they're coming through the valley, they were basically kind of moving through at a much slower pace. Because it's, you know, it's tighter with spruce and willows and all that. So they were just kind of feeding on the edge of the river and things like that so you could actually see them and then make a stock and that's what i ended up doing shot one right by the river are they nomadic or they are like are they always on the move uh, or is there just a time when they're they're covering ground 
they primarily are moving all the time. Up at McKay Lake, they used to have what they called a resident herd. But for the most part, I mean, you're seeing them today and you're not seeing them, you know, yeah. after that. Yeah. In terms of the same, same group. Yeah, they're moving through. You may have a, another group come through. But uh, for the most part, caribou are just making that journey. Are they uh, are they a little smaller than an elk? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, and they they can vary in size, but uh, yeah, they're definitely smaller. Which, than bulls elk. like four hundred. Yeah, four fifty five. Okay. I would say. Okay. Be top end. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. What you? Yeah. What do I what? I said. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you want to go hunt some caribou, uh, yeah, Bob? Yeah, You guys ought to hunt let's some go. blacktail and caribou. I know, yeah. I know. This is like we were talking, not enough vacation time. Never, yeah. never enough yeah. time. Yeah, and I think we always have elk on the brain, so. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, man. you guys and, and Bob, you've gotten a bad of this yeah, year. Yeah, we got a big year, so it's yeah. tough to. Are you going with him, James? No, I'm, I'm going to stay home and hunt the jungle. Oh, okay. But if I, I really would, I'm, I'm not picking. If, if, <laughs> if, if I can... Uh, uh, poke a couple holes in one quick. I really would love, especially the, his Nevada hunt. I really, even if it was just to run down for three or four days, because I know it's a hunt I'm never going to get to do because I don't buy points there. Yeah. And it seems like it's one of the premier places to hunt elk. And so I would love to accompany uh, Bob for a few days down there. So yeah, we'll, that'd see, be what, really we'll cool. see what happens. Well, I hope you get into a big one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just hopefully I get lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just you, just you and Monty uh, doing the the moose this year, and no blacktails this year. I don't have a blacktail hunt uh, planned this year, and I don't have any vacation time left. Okay. So I'm, doing I'm pretty the much stuck. Alaska this year. family summer trip instead. That's yeah, and I think they will enjoy that. I know yeah. I took my youngest daughter. I've got two daughters, and took uh, my youngest daughter a couple years ago, and she really enjoyed it. Cool. We were on uh, Homer Ocean Charters boat, nice, and um, and she just had a had a blast. And uh, then she came home and kind of talked That's my wife si- and my other daughter yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. You know, when I was trying to convince them to go they're like ah, now we're going you know doing something else yeah. but now my youngest daughter's convinced them so we're gonna that's have fun awesome. yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that's always a good way to go yeah. um do you think uh as far as uh, financially is the blacktail hunt uh more affordable than the caribou hunt i would say they're pretty similar okay yeah um with caribou it's is it one tag uh one tag yes yeah. and, yeah. and with the blacktail it's is it up to four i I think you can it um i think it depends on the area but i think we could even get five five i want to say but i i mean for the time i'm there i was i'm getting two tags and i've never shot two so right yeah totally but i you know you'd like if you shoot one early you want to have that option yeah, yeah 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 so i guess uh um maybe leave us with some advice that you would have for um you know, any uh, newcomer coming up uh, that's wanting to go north? For uh, Blacktail? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's, again, talking to people that have been there before and really trying to get as much, you know, advice you, as you can from people that have experienced it. And, yeah. um, you know, having the right gear is pretty critical, especially rain gear, as we talked about. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd say the logistics, it's pretty easy. I mean, there's some air taxis up there that, you know, basically no good hunting spots and all that. So it's pretty easy to contact them up there, talk to talk to them. They'll actually recommend different lakes to go on, et cetera. 
where people have had success. So, you know, what I've, my experience is if you call them, they're very helpful. And, and in terms of the logistics and getting a pilot, it's a lot, I'd say a lot easier than moose hunting in terms of finding the right sure. spot. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Find those, you know, not as many of those secret, secret, right. really yeah. secret spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. If yeah. you guys are going to talk to Mike Mitten, ask him where he's hunting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to tell you. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely ask him. Hey, Burkhart said he wants to know where you're hunting moose. <laughs> yeah. Burkhart said you tell us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I think a lot of work goes into to doing that, finding those spots. So, heck, yeah. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it's, um, you know, blacktail are cool and, you know, the logistics are a little easier, but... You know, you're going to run into weather, and um, and I would definitely put buffer time on both the front end and, and the back end on right. Kodiak. Yeah, that's great. So. That's great advice. Well, you know, once again, we definitely appreciate you taking your time out. We kind of stole you from some of your friends, and it's tough getting <laughs> you guys to are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate, we appreciate that. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's always tough. You know, it's like we we know we need to get some some content for the listeners but uh you know yeah yeah it's it's hard to do we want to go out and shoot our bows and, and just be <laughs> yeah, us hang guys out too. drink beer i yeah. wish we could record these while we're walking around yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's taking it to the next level yeah. right. work a, on a, that. a, a we'll walking work on podcast that. <laughs> yeah yeah that would be awesome well, well yeah thanks for coming out guys oh hey it's our pleasure and again thanks for your time man yeah, we really do appreciate us. it yeah so nice to meet you guys yeah so uh for the listeners, we want to thank you again. If you guys aren't members of Compton, you guys got to sign up. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Uh, go to the new website, tragquest.com. We're on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review. It helps the podcast out. And as always, pick a spot. Keep the wind in your face. Pick a spot. <laughs> And shoot straight. You just missed. <laughs> <laughs> and keep those broad heads sharp. Yeah. <laughs>